Hello, hello, and welcome to the after party for Shit I Wish Someone Told Me. This week's episode is about the acceptable feelings, and so therapeutic coach Shannon Dyerly is going to be jumping on in just a second, and we will be recapping the episode for you, as well as talking about what you had to say about the quote-unquote acceptable feelings in the polls this week, and sharing some shit that you or someone would have told you about it and answering your questions, not necessarily in that order. Oh, hello, sir. So that is what we have in store for you. Shannon just joined, so let me bring her on, and we'll get this party started. This is an early one. I've got my coffee, like, there you are. Actually, it's not coffee, it's matcha. Hello, ma'am, welcome. Good morning, Uh, thank you. I don't know what happened there. It was like, I tried to join and then I got booted off. Well, Hi. this is why we no longer do the episodes on here because Instagram <laughs> loves to block a cock. So <laughs> glad that you made it. Oh, glad to be here. Good morning, everyone. Coffee. Yes. Time. Yes. Let us know what your morning beverage of choice is. Are you having coffee? I am. I am. It's it's my it's my finishing up coffee of the morning. It's just coffee cup number two, and I just try to cut myself off after that. What are you having? morning i'm actually having matcha oh yum yeah which by the way i tried to drink this so many times over the years and i was like it just tastes like ass (laughs) but i found a brand that i like and someone also told me if you put a little bit of vanilla flavoring in it it makes it better like gets you know rid of some of the bitterness and so that's what i do I got a little frother and I got some, some bougie ass milk up in here. And so, yeah, that's what we're <laughs> drinking today. I'm out of coffee and also I'm trying to, to quit, but when I'm an adult and I grow up one day, maybe that'll happen. <laughs> but I can, I can guarantee you I'm probably going to have some coffee at some point next week it, or tomorrow. It's, it's tasty. It does. Yes. Its job. Okay. So let's talk. Let's, let's talk. Party. Let's yeah. party. So this week was a really good episode. I mean, I think they're all good, but. Um, we talked about the acceptable feelings, and so if you would just recap high-level Cliff Notes version, some about um, some of what we talked about, and then we'll dive into like what everyone had to say um, and what came up like for us over or throughout the week on the topic. Uh, yeah, love that way to kick us off. So basically, what we what we were talking about, you and me, as we were brainstorming. And then leading into recording was this realization that there are all these messages we get from the world around us, right? Whether it's the world at large or the community in which we live or the family in which we grew up, right? Or just like that little teeny most important relationship. Uh, Good morning, Joe. Um, And those messages give us information about how we're supposed to show up, right? And part of what that does is it gives us this filter, it gives us this um, system in which certain feelings or certain inner experiences are either allowed to be expressed or not. And everyone's set of filters is different, right? Like I grew up one way, you grew up another, we grew up in different places. But the idea of feelings that are acceptable comes from that idea, right? That, that the people around us are okay with certain things from us, and not okay with others. And what is that about? And how do we manage that? And whose problem is it, right? Um, Maybe it's not a problem at all, but maybe it is. And let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I think that was a great intro. As you were saying that, I'm like, I'm glad you did this part because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great intro. And we've been posting some things in our stories throughout the week and also on our actual feeds. And one of the things that I wanted to share from someone who is not us, um, but she is a therapist on Instagram, uh, Nidra Tawab, I might be butchering that name, but she had made a post that I wanted to share with everyone in case you didn't get a chance to see it. And it says, if you grew up in a dysfunctional family, you probably thought that this was normal. Forgiving and forgetting with no change in behavior. Moving on as if nothing happened. Covering up problems for others. Denying that a problem exists. Keeping secrets that needed to be shared. Pretending to be fine. Lord. Hmm. Not expressing your emotions. Which is what we're talking about. Hmm. Being around harmful people. And aggression is how you get what you want. And Mm. so I wanted to bring that up because, I mean, she touched on a lot of awesome points and things that when I read that, I was like, oh, shit, like how many boxes can I check? Like, is there just Mm -hmm. all of the above? And specifically because not expressing your emotions, not talking about your feelings is what we're having a conversation about today. And so we wanted to know because like you did such a beautiful job of introducing our topic. We asked people what did you grow up thinking is more acceptable? Like, what do Mm -hmm. you feel? Which of these do you think is more acceptable? And so uh, I want to go over some of those results really quick, because like you said, like what was acceptable for me was not what was acceptable for you. So for example, um, and we talked about this in the episode, but I learned to deal by being very angry. And it's not that anyone told me that that was okay, necessarily. It was just that that was what I learned would get me like a a safe result for me that Mm -hmm. would like mean that people would leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And so that was acceptable in the sense that no one told me not to do it necessarily. Yeah. But like, I mean, I got like comments that they would say that like, I talked to them, like, you know, my parents, I would say that I would talk to them. um, Not very nice. And I mean, that was like hurtful, but at the same time it was something where I was mad. So I was like, whatever. Right. And so that was in opposition to your experience. And as you shared, I want to tell your story, mm-hmm. but you mentioned that sadness yeah. was something that you learned because anger was not allowed. No. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it was, it was actively discouraged. Right. Yeah. So because, and, and part of this and part of what we talked about in our conversation um, that's, uh, you know, in the podcast and, and, and that we encourage people to listen to is part of that is because the people around me didn't know how to handle anger, right? They didn't mm-hmm. understand that it wasn't necessarily about them and that it was a failing in them. It was my inner experience and right. I needed to let it out and they took it on themselves and, and felt bad because of it. And so there's a lot of nuance here um, that goes into why it was not okay for me or acceptable for me to do something that was okay or acceptable for you to do. Yeah. Right. I'm reading a book, um, what happened to you. And last night I actually wanted to talk about this last night. I read part of it where it was talking about how, whenever we experience, they were talking specifically to like trauma and grief Mm -hmm. that exactly to your point, a lot of people don't know like how to, you know, deal with certain emotions and feelings. And so it's something where like, while there can be an influx of support initially, and like, that's great. 
that's not necessarily always like, yes, it's needed then by the person, but it's the, the time later when things are actually mm-hmm. needed, like the six months later when things start to die yeah. down, when like the person who's experienced the events, you know, systems kind of start to re-regulate. And that's when people have wanted to move on because these emotions are uncomfortable. And so people want to step away. I'm speaking through the, the book was speaking specifically, you know, in terms of grief, but it applies to everything. Because like you said, people don't know how to navigate these things. People don't know how to have, you know, what these tools are to actually yeah. learn how to like dive into this. And so I think that's important to note because yeah, it's something where, you know, even with the best of intentions, like, you know, I care for you, like I love you, I want to be there mm-hmm. for you. It's something where it is uncomfortable. Feelings are felt, you know, from others. And so it's something that when we find ourselves experiencing someone else who is or witnessing someone else mm-hmm. who is having and expressing a feeling we very much want to be there. And at the same time, it's like, okay, I did my job. Like I showed, I showed face, like, you know, and now mm-hmm. I can step away and it's something where it's like, I mean, you can, you, you can do whatever you want, but that isn't necessarily what is always best in terms of creating that relational equity, building that community, mm-hmm. helping people feel seen, known and heard and experience feelings of love and belonging. Because like, yes, when the shit hits the fan, people are needed, but also we're needed like, months later when things die down and we're trying to we're trying to establish like our new levels of normal and that can go from traumas that can go from you know any type of event I bring it up now because I think that that's important to note as we are in this conversation of what is acceptable as a feeling yeah and Jonna can I say something because what you were just talking about made me think of the awesome graphic you shared earlier in the week of the iceberg Mm. where there's the you know the the things that are above the surface and then this huge amount of things underneath and part of what we what i want to remind people of is it's not only that we are we are experiencing what's above and we're sharing what's above right mm-hmm. um while all this stuff is underneath it's that we sometimes personally don't even know that all that stuff is churning and figuring itself out underneath until time passes. So we can start out angry because that's what we know how to be. That's what the people around us or or the experiences around us say is acceptable. And then six months from now, when we've had time to slow down on being angry, the hurt starts to rise up or the fear starts to rise up or the grief, right? And so part of it is that, that those things need time to be heard as well. And if we actively suppress or repress them, and we can talk about that difference in a minute, um, they don't they don't come to the surface, and we can't we can't acknowledge them and move through them. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. And that, you know, to take it to the example that I was using about how like people aren't there. Yeah, like when these emotions come up, we don't have the people around us that we did initially, and so it's oftentimes more challenging for us to navigate those on our own after Mm -hmm. the people are no longer there, like showing support than it is whenever they are there. And so it can be a very isolating experience, um, a very lonely experience. And so, and that can, yeah. And that can make us feel like our, our, that can make us judge ourselves. Yep. Like what's wrong with me. It happened so long ago. I should be over it by now. Look at, look at the people around me. Everyone around me thinks I should be okay. No one's asking me how I'm doing. Right. Um, or it's only one or two people. Yeah. Yep. So we're getting these messages again, that the external, um, 
world is putting on us and our internal experience. I think one of the themes of this conversation I really want people to embrace is that your internal experience is uniquely yours. And it is valid, no matter what the external world wants to tell you, it's valid and it needs to be heard at the minimum by you. Yes. Which was one of the questions. We The questions are awesome every week, but yeah, we have yeah. some questions this week, so we'll get to those in just one second. So, okay, let's talk about poll results. Yep. We've done okay. enough talking. So um, poll results. We asked you, like I said, which feeling do you think is more acceptable? Um, we gave you six different options in total, three different questions in total. And so the first one was fear or anger. I was shocked by this. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, dare I say, shooketh, if I'm using it correctly. <laughs> but fear or anger, anyone listening, watching, let us know what you think or what you said in the poll results. But 73% of people said that they think that fear is more acceptable versus 27% saying that they think the anger is more acceptable. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, was like, say what? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do you think it's more acceptable to tell someone you're afraid than that you're pissed? I was, I was surprised by that. What were your thoughts on that one? Well, see, that made total sense to me. How? Because, because think about it. Like, you just laid the groundwork five minutes ago. I wasn't allowed to be angry ever. Like, I didn't, oh, I true. didn't, I didn't channel whatever was happening inside of me into the category angry. Um, and I think too, one of the things that maybe helps me make sense of it is if I'm angry and I'm telling you I'm angry, then you have to receive my anger and maybe it's about you, right? It's a bigger risk than me saying I'm afraid. And it could be about like a general thing, right? I'm just Mm -hmm. afraid I'm scared. And it's not about you. It's not a direct link and it's not a, um, it's not as risky. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if that resonates with people, but to me, that's how I, that's how I felt it. Well, that, that does make answer. total sense. And what's, what came up for me as you were explaining that, and thank you for doing that, is that like, I don't know if it's because I'm an only child, mm-hmm. but like, I didn't really have any, you know, like my, my behavior modeling was somewhat limited because I don't mm-hmm. have a big family. And mm-hmm. so I don't know where the anger, like my, my parents were not angry people. So I don't know <laughs> where it came from. But yeah, um, and perhaps, yeah, like that, that makes sense. Like I didn't have any, I didn't, I didn't see any like older siblings like Mm -hmm. do anything, you know? And so I do wonder if that played a part in it because that makes sense. Like it can be seen as something where it's like an attack against me and that is not okay kind of a thing. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Sure. The second question, which do you think is more acceptable, sadness or hurt slash rejection. Not surprised by this. Mm-hmm. 62% of people said sadness, 38 of, 38% of people said hurt or rejection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why does that make that? sense? Well, I was just going to ask you, why does that make sense to you? Why did that not surprise you? Because I think that it is hard for someone to say you hurt me or I felt rejected because that's very vulnerable. It's yeah. a very vulnerable thing to say, hey, like you hurt me in the sense that you know, I was damaged in a way, mm-hmm. or, you know, you inflicted pain upon me, or I had pain inflicted, like I allowed myself like it, it's, I believe perceived, and this is why we talked about being quote, unquote, acceptable, mm-hmm. as a weakness. Same thing with rejection, if we take it back to the 
days of us living in, you know, communities and tribes, the, the thought of being rejected meant that you were most likely going to be shut out from like, you were probably going to die. Like if you weren't Mm -hmm. in community, Mm -hmm. that most likely meant that you weren't going to die. So it's a really deep seated thing with the rejection and also probably with the hurt, because if you're hurt, then you're like a weaker link perceived. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so all these things that were literally like pivotal to our, our physical survival are now, you know, still deeply ingrained within us. And so I think that those are things that are a lot more challenging for us to admit versus saying, you know, this made me sad or I feel sad or um, Mm -hmm. something to that regard, because that's different saying that I, I feel this thing, like I'm sad versus I'm, weakened or I feel like you know cast out because that mm. again those are threats to my survival Joe says yeah. I had to be tough and couldn't show weakness growing up oh my gosh yes that is what someone else had to share as well um when it comes to yeah the poll results so thank you for sharing that and yeah mm. you're not alone sir we will get yeah. to more of that Mr. T is like digging on my anyway what were your thoughts on that one Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it, to me, it kind of reflects back into that idea of the external um, risk that you're taking, right? By saying, this is something that is deep to me, right? And I'm sharing it with you and that may put me at risk, like you're referring to. It may also put you, the receiver, in a position to be accountable for your actions. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a it's a leap. It's a deepening potentially of the relationship to say when you did this, this hurt me. Right. I felt these kinds of things because of it, and right. now it's up to you to hear that and to receive it and to offer some repair. Um, right. And not everyone can tolerate that. Not everyone knows how to receive that. Not everyone knows what to do when someone says those things. Right. Because um, we need to learn those skills just like we need to learn all the other skills in life. Yeah. Um, so I think it can be hard. Yeah. And that's a good really point. Hard. Whenever yeah. we tell someone that we're hurt, that they hurt us, we're opening ourselves up to vulnerability to exactly what you said. Like, what if they don't do shit about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I'm telling you there's a problem, but you don't do anything, then that, that, that's going to suck more because now you know, right. Now you know, right. there's a problem versus if I just say that I'm sad, then, you know, I don't necessarily have to also consider the fact that I feel less seen, known, and heard. There's Mr. T. Um, because you, you don't might, you don't might, you might not know that it's something where I was, yeah, like where I felt hurt. Like you don't necessarily yeah. know the severity of the problem, right. so to speak. Right. Yeah, and then if you don't do something about what I've shared with you, then it's up to me to say, oh, okay, well now what? Do I want to keep showing up? Right. What have I risked? What right. um, what now? Right. And the, right. so there's so there's just a lot of things that are at play that we don't always realize <sighs> we are aware of that are shifting our willingness to share, shifting our awareness of um, what will be acceptable, not just to the people around us, but to our level of need um, to have people in our lives. Does yeah. that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. Because what came up for me is like, yeah, to, to the point that you kicked off that last statement with that, yeah, when we share these things, if they don't do shit, we have to decide what we want to do about yeah. it. Does that mean, hey, it's time to let's take it to a romantic situation, like break up, which holy yeah. fuck, there's a lot of stuff. Like logistically, 
if we break up, we're living together. That means we have to, you know, do all these things. And so, yeah, yeah it's like what's underneath the surface, like what, what lies underneath that iceberg, because mm -hmm. like, what's on the bottom half? Like it's right. something that, yeah, exactly like you said, we aren't present to the fact that there's all these underlying things that we're aware of. We know subconsciously, but we're not present to in the way that we acknowledge, oh, well, this is why I'm doing that because it's uncomfortable because we have a lot of things, you know, going on in our life society, our jobs, our families that distract us from taking the time to sit down and, you know, become present to, you know, the situation, the potential reasons for the situation, the ways in which we are feeling mm -hmm. on the surface, and also getting curious about what's underneath, which we talk about a mm -hmm. lot in our episode. And so, yeah, that, I love what you said, that impacts the willingness to actually feel what it is and look at what it is mm -hmm. um, beyond those initial responses and beyond those that mm -hmm. are easier to deal with. Yes. Yeah. And I will say too, just as a side note, like, please know, as we're talking about these things, there's no need to like beat yourself up or judge yourself for the way you're handling or any of us are handling those moments, right? Like, there are lots of reasons for it and we don't always realize we're doing it a lot of this is subconscious a lot of this is conditioned into us from the things we've been through and the needs the hierarchy of needs that are being met you know right. like when we talk about human needs you know and you talked about the logistics like if you're breaking up with someone because of something they did that's hurt you that's fine but you also need to acknowledge that if you're living with them, now you have to find shelter, right? Yep. Shelter is important. Shelter is critical. So yep. I'm not, I'm not trying to um, give you an out for digging in because digging in is going to give you so much information that's important to you as a person. At the same time, we don't need to criticize or judge ourselves for the things we're doing. We just need to get curious about them and see if they're working for us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was a great statement. I make that sound right. So we also asked, and we're about to get to everyone's questions, which feeling do you feel is more acceptable, resentment or annoyance? I was not surprised at this. 73% of people said annoyance. 27% of people said resentment. Yeah. Well, that makes sense to me too. Because like, yeah. I can just be annoyed. Annoyance is like, oh, it's, the TV doesn't work. Or, you know, it's little. It's like a little thing. Right. Um, resentment is deep. And it can, <laughs> and it can bring a lot with it. And that, again, that's a pretty big risk rather yeah. than, you know, it's like we, you know, we talk about, it's like, what was that thing we talked about? The, the, you know, the cup by the sink, right. Is mm. you could say that's annoying, right. My, mm -hmm. That my partner always leaves the cup at the sink, but, but really what's underneath is my partner doesn't respect that. I've cleaned the kitchen every day for the last two weeks. And when, they leave it there it makes me feel like they don't respect my effort yeah it's a totally different conversation yeah you're yeah. It's, it's not the dishes y'all no. you're not fighting about the no. dishes yeah that was what we talked no. about in the episode as well so yeah. yeah um okay cool so we also asked you all to complete the following statement the emotion i feel no one mm. wants me to express right because we we got down to understanding which you feel is more acceptable. So the feeling, the emotion that I feel that no one wants me to express is fill in the blank. I'm going to read them off here. 
self-doubt mm. yes hurt right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. depression times two we had two people respond to depression anger times three mm -hmm. which to your point um i mean yeah it makes sense now um <laughs> anything showing weakness which is yeah what joe was Your just point. saying earlier yeah. so we can make that time two or times two now loneliness and then in a normal day all of them except happiness mm -hmm. yeah so yeah meaning i took that to mean that yeah like the only thing that is that is acceptable is happiness yeah, yeah. that's what i took it to mean too and i it's funny because you know, I, I hear from clients and from other people in my life that they get challenged when they're having something hard going on and they, and they take a risk to share it. And the person who they share it with says something like, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. There is an attempt to reassure, but what that ends up doing is squashing the feeling right. of, of invalidating you're experiencing. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's making you feel like I have to be happy. I have to be okay. As opposed right. to, Right. Um, I can express this and know I'm going to be okay through the expression of it. Well, that goes back to what you had shared earlier about how a lot of people and what I was saying as well, I was reading about in terms of grief, a lot of people like they, you know, don't want to feel those emotions. It's like, oh, like that's why we don't yeah. like being around like negative people. We're like, oh, they're such a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Like, because it's uncomfortable and it's draining. Like mm -hmm. emotions are like we can weigh them. And we can, like, their frequencies, not to get wooey, but it is science. Some are heavier than others. That's yeah. what we call these, like, low vibes. They have, like, a lower frequency mm -hmm. whenever mm -hmm. you measure them. And so with that, like, I mean, it, it makes sense. And also it is unfortunate that no one taught us, no one ever told us, some shit where someone told me, is, like, mm -hmm. how to be okay sitting with someone in their own feelings while being okay with like who you are to trust yourself to know that like this is theirs yeah. and not mine and I'm going to be there for them because I care about this person and yeah. here's how I'm going to do that so yeah that's really yeah. hard that's a yeah. set of skills too my friends that is a set of skills what I would say too about that is just I know this sounds this might sound elemental but like or elementary take a breath mm. Take a breath in those moments and just remind yourself, I am here to witness. I am here to be. I don't have to do anything other than that right now. Yeah. It's hard, but it's it's so powerful to, to be the person on the other side of that who says, I am terrified or I am broken. And that person in in that moment with you says, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start crying. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, thank you for that. We're just having a nice light morning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe I shouldn't have two cups of coffee. <laughs> no, if that's what comes out, just have another. Oh See gosh. what happens. So, okay. Let's dive into the questions. Um, yes. We asked you, what questions do you have about acceptable feelings? And mm -hmm. let's kick it off with the first one. Okay. I'm now aware of... I'm not aware, excuse me, of my anger until a big reaction when talking with loved ones. Tips to manage. Do you want to go first? I love that. I love that because that, that reflects a lot of my experience. Um, 
my my biggest journey in life was well not my biggest one of my biggest was was learning to recognize when i was starting to have an emotion mm-hmm. from the feelings that i was starting to notice in myself and then developing the skill of naming that emotion and then developing the skill of being able to share that emotion in healthy ways so it's a it's a multi-tiered process so be mm-hmm. patient with yourself that's number 1 Number two, what I would say is, and Jonna, I think you can speak to this. One of the biggest things we can do for ourselves is to start paying, just paying attention, just noticing. That's always the first step in trying to change or evolve what's going on in your life. So you, you have this amazing tool in your program that tracks, you know, your, your, your metrics, right. Of of how Mm -hmm. you're feeling throughout a day and throughout a week and then a month. Um, but I think that is something critical is just notice. And it's not necessarily going to be this feeling of like internally, oh, I am angry, right? Right. It's going to be this, this, oh, my hands are shaking or, mm-hmm. oh, I feel like my body wants to get out of here or I just had a flutter in my stomach or I have a headache or there's a lot of bodily sensations that come with your life that are signals that something is happening, something is building, you're reacting internally. So I would just say that's, that's the first step you, you, you explode because you've reached a threshold. And that's okay. But there are ways to identify what's building up before you reach that threshold. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's great advice. I I love awareness. And Mm -hmm. my response to this was, let's do some reverse engineering. Mm -hmm. So you have clearly experienced big reactions when talking with loved ones. So let's follow that thread back. So Mm. at what point did that big reaction happen? What was that big reaction? Mm. Did you yell? Did you scream? What did you feel in your body? Did you get up and leave? Did you want to get violent? Like what was that big reaction? Mm -hmm. And what was said that set it off? Like what was the straw that broke the camel's back, if you Mm -hmm. will? Mm -hmm. And then from there, I think that that puts you at a vantage point to know like, okay, here's the thing. Like this is like the match, right? Right. So what do I need to do to like keep the matches safe? (laughs) Like so to speak. Mm -hmm. What do I I need to do to follow this backwards? Is it, you know, recognizing like, hey, it's this particular topic that seems to set me off? Is it, you know, um, you said loved one. So I'm assuming it's not just one person. But what is it about like the the conversation or maybe even the environment? If it always Mm -hmm. happens in a certain place, like we Mm -hmm. regress a lot of times when we find ourselves back in actual literal physical environments. Mm -hmm. And so like, what are these things that you know, we can look at to reverse engineer and kind of like take it back um, in that way, because we hurt those that are closest to us oftentimes, Mm -hmm. because we feel very vulnerable with them. And oftentimes it's something where if we feel that we might be rejected, it's better that we reject them than they reject us. I'm not saying that's the case here, but I'm saying that that is one of the reasons why we tend to like lash out to them. And also because I think that, and I'd love to hear your point of view, we hurt those closest to us because it's something where we assume that they're always going to be there, like mm-hmm. that they're going to like love us regardless. And um, if they don't, it's better that we are the one to like pull the plug 
before they can, because while that sucks, it still hurts a little bit less if we're the ones to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is just a bit of a bonus, like explainer as to why it happens with mm -hmm. loved ones. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would say that the awareness, like you said, like what, what is it that's coming mm -hmm. up for you? And then like tracing that thread back, like yes. tracing the, the situation back to see like, what are the things that start to, you know, result in this big reaction and yeah. yeah what that what is that big reaction because whenever you have that information you're going to be able to be more aware as you move forward as to like what the things are like oh well you know this let's say talking about my job was what really pissed me off like caused me to have a big reaction that big reaction was me getting really angry at them wanting to yell at them and then just like not talk to them and so you know, how did we get to that point? What did we start talking about before we started talking about the thing that mm -hmm. caused the big reaction? Mm -hmm. Is that a topic we need to avoid? Is that a boundary I need to set? Which shout out to right. <laughs> episode 53, Boundaries yeah. 101. Like, you know, what needs to happen in order to safeguard so that that doesn't happen again? So yeah, I would say some reverse engineering. Tips to manage. So last part of this, in the moment, when you notice that you are starting to have that big reaction, say, hey, mm -hmm. can we take a minute? Can yeah. I take a minute? Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to not have this conversation, or maybe you do want to not have this conversation, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but can we, like, or, or not even asking, um, oftentimes, like, if it's something where you feel like, or you're, you know, hesitant about, like, oh, well, what if they might say no? Mm -hmm. It might be something where you're like, hey, I need. Yeah to step away from this right now. Yeah. So that way, instead of having that big reaction, when you notice it happens, take a breath. I need to step away from this. Mm -hmm. we, we can revisit it later. Or just saying like, I need to step away and giving yourself that space. Yeah. Because those are ways that you can still like be in it. So, so we gave you some ways to preventatively, you know, mm -hmm. hopefully like prevent it from happening, mm -hmm. understand it more, understand yourself more, like why it's mm -hmm. happening. And then from there, you can take that data. It's all just R&D and figure out how to navigate with that. And also, like, in the moment as you're noticing it, just asking for time, taking a breath, asking for time, saying, stating that you need time, going for a walk, calling mm -hmm. a friend. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a friend or someone that you trust that you can call and vent to, then voice note to yourself. Yeah. Go outside and scream, sit in your car and scream, whatever you need to do to get that because the energy is never created nor destroyed. It's just expressed in different ways. And so yeah. what do you need to do with that big energy reaction to start to bring yourself back to a regulated state? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we cannot solve a problem when we are in an activated or overloaded state. Mm -hmm. We, we really have to be able to slow down to process um, and share and receive. And so <clears throat> your feeling is not wrong, my friend. Your anger is valid, right? It's, but it may not be about the thing that's happening in the moment. It's the compilation of the things as you described. Right. And so giving yourself a chance to slow down, to be present to what happened in the moment and then start to understand, well, I got pissed about this because of all these other little things that made me feel some kind of way. Um, and I would also like to share, get curious about the needs that are being met 
by the responses that you're getting or the needs that are not being met by the responses that you're getting. Because often that reverse engineering you're talking about and that thread that we can follow is leading us to that kind of answer. Well, I wanted that person to acknowledge that I was confused or I wanted and needed this experience to be more validating to me or whatever it is. And because those needs weren't being met, I'm really angry now. Right. It's not about the dishes. Mm-hmm. Hate to break it to you. Yeah. That, that's that's the, the quote of the week. So, okay. I hope that that helped. If you have any more questions, our DMs are open. Please do slide in and ask. Um, but I hope that that gave you some stuff to work with. So another question we got, this is, I mean, they're all so good. Um, are feelings not acceptable or is it that their expression is not acceptable? Mm-hmm. I love that question. I love that question. Yeah, you love okay, this one, so go ahead. So I, my, my default, my baseline, one of my biggest beliefs in life is every feeling is acceptable and valid. Even if it makes sense to no one else in the entire world, it's yours. No one can tell you, you sh- if, oh, do you know what makes me so crazy, Jonna? When I'm someone excited. says to me, you shouldn't feel that way. Oh yeah. The toxicity of should and shouldn't, yeah. I'm like, uh, no, you don't get to, you do not get to say that to me. Right. I get to feel however I feel because I have an experience that is that's my why, own. That's why I would get so angry because I'm like, bitch, you don't know. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that, that will, you want it. I, that's when I will get angry. I, and I don't get angry often. Um, still working on that. Still working on learning how to express that. Um, so first and foremost, it is not that your feelings are not acceptable. Your emotions, your experience, your inner responses are absolutely acceptable and important and hold so much information for you to know yourself and know your needs and develop a respect and an honoring of those. When we're talking about the acceptable feelings, we're talking about the expressing of those and how people receive them, the expressing of those and what messages you get back from the world around you, the people around you that say, oh, we don't like that, or, okay, that's all right. Um, right. And if you, if you have a response to that, which is that, oh my gosh, I keep trying to tell the people around me that I really am in pain and no one's getting it, we often get, ultimately get the message of, I either need to move on to find people who will hear me, or I just can't express this pain anymore. Um, and both of those have consequences. Um, and both of those choices may meet different needs, but it's never about whether your emotions and feelings are okay. Like they're okay. Do not, do not ever doubt that, please. Yeah. That's a beautiful answer. Yeah. Are feelings not acceptable or their expression? Yeah, I was thinking about this and I shared this before we got on, um, whenever we got these questions on Wednesday and yesterday, um, I was like, I feel, I mean, aren't feelings like the expression, like aren't, Mm -hmm. aren't feelings like emoting. And so I think that, yeah, what we are talking about here is 
yes, like they're all acceptable, like you said, and thank you for doing that and being so adamant about it. Like what you were feeling is valid. Mm-hmm. And the ways in which we express them are going to look different for everyone. Yeah. And people are going to have different reactions to that based mm-hmm. on who you are, based on your relationship dynamic, based on cultures, based on, you know, societal expectations, based on like a lot of different things. Yeah. And so it might be that the ways in which you're expressing them are uncomfortable for others. And so, yeah, yeah it, it might not be necessarily that they're not accepted or the, the expression isn't accepted, but it could be something where, like you said, like it's, it's like you're, it's misunderstood. Like people don't know what to do with it. And that's because no one ever told them. And so it's, mm-hmm. I think, something where it's important to, yeah, like find people that you feel safe with so that you can feel that you can feel what you're feeling and so that you can express it in a way that you feel is true to you and have a space to do that that is safe so that you can learn more about like, oh, well, actually, that's not the best way to mm-hmm. To tell people that like I'm angry or that's not the best way for me to experience sadness because we're all just trying to figure this shit out right right and so we are all just taking examples from you know what we have seen others do and if we have never seen people express certain emotions because or feelings because they weren't acceptable then we don't have a lot to work with and so it's something where we're just R&D trying to figure this shit out and so it might be yeah that the expression is something that is misunderstood because the way that you express a feeling might not be what that person, that other person witnessing it mm-hmm. knows to be an exemplification of that feeling and their experience. Right. Cause we all come from different places from different yeah. experiences. And I want to yeah. acknowledge um, this comment that just came up and I don't know if I'm going to say your name, right. Um, <laughs> Elise, Denard, or uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know her, Jonna. Um, thanks for being here with us. Um, feelings are valid. When power structures don't acknowledge them, it's a problem. Relationships are important, but the larger systems at play are what truly impact people's survival. And I have to tell you, we talked about that, right, in our, in our conversation that started this whole thing um, in our bigger recording, it's um, there are roles that we're expected to play. There are structures in place. There are systems that want us to be a certain way so that the world functions, right? Um, And a lot of those systems, a lot of those expectations, a lot of those roles that are placed on people take away their power, take away their um, experience and take away our ability to be seen. And so I really appreciate that comment about power and the structures in place that are, that are making it hard um, for our individual experience to be acknowledged. Um, and that Elizabeth. is what, go ahead, Elizabeth. My name's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. My name's Elizabeth. Sorry about that. My bad. Um, yeah. What, sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Jonna? No, I was just saying her name popped up. I didn't mean to interrupt. But okay. yeah, you were saying you appreciate the comment because we spoke about, yeah, the power structures. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to, um, to just validate that it's, it's partly why, um, relationships can be healing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and a side, side plug, it's why showing up in coaching or in therapy or, or in a healthy relationship is really important because those those experiences in which there is an equal give and take 
and there is space that is safe for you to express can really heal um, and teach yourself that there are places where it's okay. There right, because you're rewriting you're your yeah. worldview. You're rewriting that internal narrative. You're rewriting, yeah. you are rewriting your beliefs. Like yeah. if you were taught that there is no one because you didn't have anyone or mm -hmm. that people aren't safe. Yeah, whenever we experience relationships where they are, it's something where, yeah, like we're rewriting that belief and it's yeah. a new narrative. And that's, you know, then we're going to have that memory, that neural pathway, if you will, to, mm -hmm. you know, go off of when we go into this type of experience in the future. And so, yeah, yeah, we talked about how um, it is not socially, it is not advantageous for our society oftentimes for people to express their feelings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we definitely, I mean, we went in, I was like, mm, big business, <laughs> like, mm, yeah. they don't want you to. Yeah. So definitely check out uh, the episode if you've not listened already, because, yeah, we do. We do talk about that and how, mm -hmm. yeah, our society like doesn't want you to how they want to keep you busy so that you can't even see what's underneath the surface mm -hmm. and how that just plays on your emotional and mental well-being and results in anxiety and burnout and all these things because we don't have time to like go underneath and like look. Yeah. So, yeah, we we go in on that. So um, another question we got because I want to make yeah. sure we get to all of these. Yeah. Should we care if our feelings are acceptable to others and why? What validates one's feelings or what, what validates one's feeling or feelings? Okay, so I love this question and I want to thank, I mean, gosh, these were great. And they give us such great launching points to start off um, to share some thoughts. So first, thanks for that. I would say one of the things I shared with you, Jonna, when I saw this question was I would invite people who are listening to consider, are we looking for validation or are we looking for verification? I love that comment. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I'm saying this is because, um, let's go back to my belief, right? That everyone's feelings and experiences are absolutely 100% acceptable and therefore valid, right? So valid to me means they are worth existing. They are here and they are powerful and they have their place, right? But when you're talking about, should I care about what other people think or respond or, or, or do with that? To me, so, some of that is talking about or could be leaning into the idea of verification where you're saying, I need to share this with you so that you verify for me that it's okay, right? So that you say yes to it or no to it. Mm -hmm. And while I understand and have been in that position where I have needed someone to say, no, you're not crazy. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. Right. Um, I've sent mama Shannon many a voice note. Like, am I, <laughs> is, is it me? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not you. I would feel the exact same way. Right. Both of them are important. But into what, what need is being met when you're looking for validation versus verification? Because right. one of the things I want to challenge everyone to be able to do is to learn to verify their own information, their own experience, their own emotion um, as they get to know themselves. Mm -hmm. This is why I talk about 
developing a relationship with yourself. This is why it's so important to learn to trust yourself. Because when you start to be able to verify your own experience internally, then you're that much more capable of expressing it in a way that really will get the support and the acknowledgement and the um, deepening and strengthening of relationship that you're looking for. Does that make sense? I don't know if I, I said so. that right. Yeah. I think so. Let us know in the comments if that makes sense to you. It made sense yeah. to me. Okay. And yes, spoiler, spoiler alert, all next month we're talking about self-discovery. And we're also um, having a whole last episode on creating a healthy relationship with yourself. And Shannon and I are going to be talking about uh, creating and upholding boundaries with yourself. Because whenever we did Boundaries 101, that's mm. where the majority of you said that you struggled with withholding boundaries with yourself. So, yeah, that, I think, to take it back to this, I was like, a skirt. Now we're back on track. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that, I love that. Are you looking for validation or verification? And yeah, like both are important, like both yeah. are needed. And so, yeah. you know, should we care if our feelings are acceptable to others and why? I think for that part of it, for me, yes, because mm -hmm. love and belonging, like we need mm -hmm. to feel, you know, accepted, even if people don't understand because that's a reality. That's what I should have wished someone told me that mm -hmm. no matter how many experiences we've been, if they look like carbon copies, the way in which I feel about it, my feelings are going to be different from yours. Yes. And that's not because, you know, one is right or wrong. It's because we have so many different factors. Like you said, like it's very nuanced. There's a lot going mm -hmm. into, you know, how we feel about it. And so while I can empathize while you could empathize with me and my experience because something similar happened, it's still going to be different. And so it's important. I think that people accept that, Hey, like this is how you feel and that's okay. Because when you do that, it validates like your lived experience. It validates, mm -hmm. you know, the way that, like you said, you, you feel about this, which mm -hmm. is, is valid. It is accurate or and it is, you know, something that is true to you. And so it's important that, yeah, like you, have someone that maybe doesn't necessarily accept, you know, I understand you exactly because that's not going to be possible, but that accepts that, Hey, this is how you feel. And while I might not understand it fully, I see you and I've had similar experiences and I get it. Like I get it. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's one of the things that I actually learned in therapy was that validation isn't saying I agree with you. Mm -hmm. It's saying, you make sense to me because what you've been through creates the reaction that you're sharing, right? Yeah. And so, yes, that makes sense. You make sense. Yeah. You don't have to agree to validate. Yeah. 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 And Joe says, yes, totally love this. Gives me a lot to think about. Cool. Thank you for letting me know and letting that. us know because, yeah, yeah, that's why we're doing That's why we're doing it. That's why we're telling yeah. you shit because no one told us. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think. Should we care about other about if our feelings are accepted to others and why? And those are my thoughts on that. Um, what validates one's feelings or feeling? And yeah, I think it's something where, um, yeah, like Shannon, like I think I think you said everything there. I don't want to just be redundant and repeat, but yeah, like they they are inherently valid. Just like you being here means that you are inherently worthy. Like there's not yes. we don't need to like put a label on that. We don't need to do anything to, to prove like you don't have to suffer through some shit 
to make whatever you're feeling valid. It is inherently valid because that is your experience Mm -hmm. and that is telling you something. So now it's your responsibility to figure out what it's telling you and what you want to do with it. And that's where your responsibility lies. And that's where the the work lies. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Elizabeth says, yes, I need to work on embracing my feelings because most people and systems don't agree with me. I end up either feeling arrogant or stuffing down my anger or rejected. Well, when I feel you, I feel you on that. Yeah. That's a perfect example of what are the acceptable, right? What are the acceptable emotions? She's Elizabeth, you're saying like, because I have feelings that aren't acceptable in the systems I'm, I'm finding myself in that ends up making me feel like I can't express them. I have to stuff them down or I get, or I get rejected or I'm the problem. I feel arrogant. I'm the problem. And I just, I just want to uh, validate for you that that makes sense. Right. And remind you that working on embracing your feelings is really an important step and it allows you to honor yourself and build trust in yourself so that you can find the systems and the places and the people that are going to help you be who you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you, I'll slide into your DMs if you want and send you the episode we did, The Cost of Not Feeling Your Feelings, mm-hmm. because we idea. talk about um, ways in which to, yeah, embrace them in that episode. So if you're interested, I will definitely slide that into your DMs a bit later. You are welcome. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that was consent. So, okay. <laughs> um, we are going to go into our last question and then I'm going to share the shit that you said you were someone who would have told you about the acceptable feelings and expressing your feelings. And then from there, uh, we're going to do some rapid ish fire questions and then we're going to wrap it up. So the last question we got any pointers on accepting your own feelings when others won't. Oh my God, Elizabeth, how perfect this was, you know, not, this was not Elizabeth's question, but how perfect. Um, Right. I forgot that this was the last one, even though it's right in front of me, but yeah. All right. (laughs) Go. Any, say it again, any tips on accepting your own feelings when others won't? Yes. Any pointers on accepting your feelings when others won't? So yeah, same thing. Same thing. My bad. That's all good. Um, Gosh. Well, the first thing I can speak from my personal experience, the biggest thing that helped me when I struggled to accept my feelings was learning to actually identify what they were. Because part of what I had was a very limited understanding of what something actually meant to me internally. Because I had, I had learned that I had to gloss over or, or make more palatable to the world around me the things I was feeling. Um, and so what I would say first and foremost is get a, this might sound silly, but get, go on Google, search list of emotions or feelings wheel or something that gives you a bunch of options for what you might be feeling in the first place and start practicing using that when something comes up for you, whatever it is, whether it's a, you know, like a flutter in your stomach or you feel your blood boiling, or you could say, I am pissed, go to that list anyway and look at the other things you're feeling at the same time because those are important for you to acknowledge. And then from there, what I would say is just take a breath. 
I always, I always try to remember this and, and offer this to you. Take a breath and, and just sit in that moment and say to yourself, I am feeling angry and let's just say you found three other ones, hurt, misunderstood, and afraid. And that's okay. Just be with yourself for a, for a beat. Because for the more, beat. yeah, because when you do that, you tell yourself, I see you. You make sense to me. And I'm going to figure it out with you. And that gives you whew, a moment. Okay. And if you're the kind of person who likes to write or, or, or um, process um, externally from there, then do that for yourself or find someone to talk to about it. Um, but I think to me, that would be, that would be a great first step. Find the options to look at, to, to, to categorize what you're feeling, and then repeat that back to yourself. What about do you, John? Go ahead. Quick question. Right. Do you have your do you have the feelings wheel and your self-love journal? I I don't know if I have a feelings wheel in my self-love journal, but I will add it. I will add it. And I actually try to send my clients um, a feelings wheel sticker <laughs> um, because I think it's so, so important. I do have a list of emotions in my self-love journal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they can find that online. At yes. Okay, cool. Yes, go to my website, powerplacepurpose.com. You can sign up for a free um, Four Steps to Self-Love journal. I'll send it your way electronically and hopefully it'll give you some time to get to know yourself a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, um, that came Thank up. You. I was trying to, I was like trying to like look, I'm like, does it have it in it? Because uh, I can't recall, but- Thank you. Yes, the feelings will. I know that you were big on that. And thank you for bringing that up because yeah, like the iceberg, graphic that I posted like there's a lot of shit like it was hard for me to like put all yes, feelings right? yeah. under the iceberg I was like well if I make this one smaller like how does it all go so <laughs> there's yeah so there's many. a lot there's a lot and so yeah even when you look at them you might be like oh um so yeah I love that just thinking about like okay if someone doesn't accept my feelings like how do I accept them I think give yourself permission first of all just give yourself yeah. permission like they yes we need you know, as we've spoken, community, love and belonging, we need people to bear witness to yes. our experience. And at the same time, if those people aren't accepting your feelings, find someone that will find someone that will reach out to uh, like we, I mean, as much as online social media is some shit, you have people like us, there are some awesome communities that you can reach yeah. out to. There are groups where you can find people to validate whatever it is that your feelings are and that will not only accept your feelings, but that will sit there with you and be like, hey, me too. And it might not necessarily be like, hey, me too. It might be like a, you know, a me too, like I'm typing to you kind of a thing. But find people that will because that is very important. I know that in society, we are all like, you know, you don't need nobody. Like I can do it myself. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, you can do some things yourself. Like I don't want to go to the bathroom with you. But at the same time, like, <laughs> we need community in order to, like, it, it's not a, that'd be nice to have. Like, it'd be nice if I, you know, felt loving and belonging. No, like, you need it. You we need are, it. We are built to be in connection. We, yeah. like, like, our, our biology is, is, is 
society-based. Like we yeah. need each other to survive. So yeah. yeah, really important, really important. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's what I would say. So give yourself permission to feel what it is and to allow yourself to like, yeah, like you pointed out earlier in this conversation, it's something where it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't feel this way and I should mm -hmm. feel this way and I should be okay. Give yourself permission to feel whatever the fuck it is that you're feeling. And then from there, yeah, find people who will accept and validate your feelings if the people in your life right now won't. So those are some, some pointers that I would say there. Um, and I think just start with that. Just yeah. start with finding start, community yeah. and giving yourself permission. And like Shannon said, just to, you know, figure out what it is that you are feeling. And if you're not a journaler, journaler I've mentioned, uh, just voice note. Like there are yeah. prompts online. You can take a feelings wheel. You can say, well, I'm really feeling this. And not only like, you know, this is like how it makes me feel like emotionally and like in my, you know, mindset, but how does it feel in your body? Like really yeah. take an all encompassing all encompassed view of like what that feels like mm -hmm. and so we had hold on, some other comments here so setting boundaries has gone haywire individualism has kicked people like me to the curb i mean those are whole last comments there thank you for sharing yeah, yeah. um yeah we could definitely do a boundaries conversation we can talk about that one of the things that we talk about in boundaries 101 is what one of the four problems, uh, problem number four, is that people don't know what to do when they set those boundaries and when people on the receiving end respond in some kind of a way. And so mm -hmm. if setting boundaries has gone haywire, that part of the conversation might support you with that because we do touch on um, what to expect when you set the boundaries and how to navigate that because yeah. that happens. That happens. Absolutely. If you set a boundary with someone, when you do it, they are going to feel some kind of a way about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we definitely talk about that. Um, Joe, thank you both so much. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you for being here and always tuning in and listening. So I want to share um, really quick what some shit is that you wish someone told you about expressing your feelings. And first we have that you can't just share with anybody. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I do like in my program, we focus on um, one of the lessons is on sharing your story and how to do that safely. Yeah. Because yeah, that's important. Yeah. The other comment that we got, how to express anger and disappointment, which I think, yeah, is also, like we mentioned earlier, if you've never seen anyone, you know, model, if you don't have a, an example of what that behavior looks like in action, yeah, it's like how, we don't know how to express it. Yeah. How to accurately communicate my feelings with words, learning to speak with love instead of hurtful mm -hmm. words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which yeah. I was like yeah that. what a beautiful thing to want to do yeah by the way what a what a beautiful way to say this is what I want to offer the world when I have to share what's going on for me I want yeah. to come from love yeah yeah, yeah. I love that mm -hmm. and it's okay and others shouldn't shame you for it or act like they're they aren't important yes yes you damn skippy yes <laughs> damn skippy yeah Okay, for cool. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you all for sharing those. Those are also, if anyone wants to um, see those, they are in my most recent post. I posted all of the poll results in a slide like I do every week. So you can just slide through and see those there. And if you participated in the polls, you got two images of all the results. And so for anyone who is listening that did not participate in the polls, if and when you do moving forward, 
you will get those two um, slides with all the totals so that you have those uh, just if you want them, like all in one place for your, yours cool. to keep as a little thank you. So <laughs> uh, what we're going to do now is a very quick rapid fire-ish, rapid-ish fire uh, question portion to get to know Shannon a little bit better. And then we're going to wrap it up and let you have your Friday. So are you ready? Sounds good. Yes. Are you ready? I don't even t I, I'm nervous. I can't remember what you're going to ask me. <laughs> I mean, it is in my she's, very comprehensive document. She's, I know it's a very comprehensive document. <laughs> you have, you have your happy dance on, so I'm ready. I'm, ready. I'm so excited. Okay. Question number one, what's a life hack you wish you knew sooner? Ooh, what's a life hack you wish you knew sooner? Oh my gosh, Anything. there's so many. All right, give us a couple. Oh my goodness, I should I should have had that ready to rock because I pride myself on being an organizer. Here's here's one. Um, if you pick up a this sounds silly, but it makes a difference. If you pick up a piece of paper, where it belongs. Don't pick up a piece of paper and put it down somewhere else. Pick it up, look at it, either throw it in the trash, file it away. Don't don't touch something twice that um, could be put away because this uh, otherwise this is what happens. Do you see this stuff? <laughs> I appreciate that you had that this ready to go. <laughs> that that visual. Oh, I have a bigger stack next to me. That visual will, ready to go. Okay, clutter, that's a good one. Because clutter that, around you will ultimately drown you. So. Mm. That, that was go. a little rhyme as well. That was good. Thank you. I think You're that welcome. as someone who is self-diagnosed ADHD, woman, well, I got piles. <laughs> and so, yeah, oh. we, I not only have a paper pile, but I have a, well, this is just scrap paper. Cause I don't want to like, you know, like just throw it away. Like I can buy <laughs> on the back of it. <laughs> oh, That's so funny. I don't know. I blame my hippie ass for that. Okay. So this is not rapid fires. Okay. What is an awesome book you wish someone would have told you about? Oh my gosh. Um, there are so many and I love to read. So I, um, I would encourage you to decide on like, well, here's what I would say. First of all, first of all, give yourself, if you're a reader, give yourself different types of books to read, different types of books to read. So find like the pleasure read. I just finished a really good, sweet, silly book and then find the informative read and then find like the biographical read, whatever it is, like spread it out. That's number one. Number two, um, the book that changed a lot for me was Codependency No More. Codependent mm -hmm. No More, Melody Beatty. Um, we, we, so Adam, I can't even talk. Adam, in last week's episode, yeah. Why You Can't Get Over Them, he mentioned that book. It's, it's, it's great. It's in the description of our after party for anyone that's okay. interested. So awesome. yeah. So okay, so that's two weeks two. in a row. Yeah, so the universe is, whoever's listening, the universe I feel like is sending I, is, that message. Are they talking to me? Like, <laughs> I feel like I need to go order it. You're the common denominator. I don't know, but I will tell Shit. you that was huge. And that, and that's a lot like that is, that tends to be like the starting place when you're trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Why can't I just be okay? See if, see if that book might help you. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm codependent, but I'm like, fuck, maybe I should read it anyway. <laughs> It's great. All, it helped me a lot. All of my unread books are staring at me like, mm. Oh, I know. Do you see me looking over here? It's because I have a huge bookshelf right next to me that has like 12 that I haven't read yet. You have an are... unread book pile shaming you. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, because there's another pile. So, yeah. okay. Um, codependent No More. Yes. Melanie Beattie. 
Melody Beatty. B-E-A-T-T-I-E. I spelled it, I did spell it right in the after party description because I, awesome. I Google that shit. So yeah, it is there <laughs> for anyone that's interested. Um, go check that out. All right. Question number three, name a feel good go-to thing that everybody needs to know. Ooh, a feel good go-to thing, like something you do to feel good that will just like lift your mood, lift your spirits. Yeah. Yeah. This is my go-to and I think it's universal. I feel like I know the answer. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Like find your freaking most favorite song. Get get in your car by yourself. If you have a car by yourself or go to your room and whatever, do what you got to do. Be by yourself, turn it up really loud and just either dance to it or sing along with it or like just, just blast it and like, let it just let it come into you. Yeah. Okay, That's cool. That wasn't what I thought you were going to say, but yeah, I do love that. I thought you, I thought you were going to say, well, so I did think you were going to say movement because one of our first episodes was moving your way to inner trust. Yes. Yes. And we spoke about literally physical movement. So mm-hmm. uh, another great episode plug. Mama Shannon has been on a bunch of episodes. So yeah, I <laughs> highly recommend them all. None of them suck. So, okay. What do you wish all clients knew before working with you? Ooh. Mm, what do I wish? Uh, I just wish everyone knew how this is where I'm going to, this is where I'm going to sound wooey, but this is, this is my true belief. You are so important to this world that the universe could not wait to put you here. It put you here right in this moment right now. And you are worth everything and you are beautiful and you are powerful and what you are seeking is seeking you never doubt never doubt that what that inner voice is calling you to wants you to find it and so it's okay to listen it's okay to listen happy fucking friday ladies and gentlemen (laughs) i'm gonna make that my ringtone and play it back so yeah may you all receive that um I don't know if we can even do that anymore. I'm surely to God we can. But anyway, so that was beautiful. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, last two questions. What is something in your life today that you get really excited about that younger Shannon would look at you and be like, oh, my God, shaking my damn head. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say my label maker, but <laughs> I would have appreciated that, too. I've always been that way. Um, probably like, probably how into the, I hear you. I I need to speak slower. Each country has a different slang and pronunciation. I will be aware of that. Thank you for that reminder. Um, gosh, I think, I think just how okay with being like dorky I am. Like, I think younger me was was very concerned that I had to be some kind of cool mm-hmm. and older me is like, I love my minivan. I love my label maker. I am happy to, uh, you know, just be me. And if that means I'm not cool, that's okay. I love that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just me. I love that. Mine's like a box yeah. cutter, but 
which is more meaningful. Um, it's a really nice box cutter. It's really nice, y'all. But anyway, uh, and nonstick cookware is what I usually say. But yeah, also the box cutter. I keep finding things now that I ask this question. I'm like, damn, that is also something that younger Jada would be like, what's wrong with you? A yeah. box? There was a really nice box the other day. I'm like, <laughs> I should keep this. Oh, I have a whole stack of them. I do in my in my garage. But, yeah. you know, we talked better. about stacks of paper. So maybe that doesn't, maybe that goes against my first answer. But well, you can put them in the box. Yeah, you just solved it. I did. I did. You have to use that nice box for that pile of paper. You can label them with your label yeah. maker. You can label the boxes. Oh my there god, go. I'm solving go. Shannon's life right here. Okay, Thank you. last question, um, and then we will wrap up. So, if you could tell everyone just one thing that is some shit that you wish someone would have told you, what would it be? Mm. Whole ass world. Everyone. Well, I think I said it earlier a little bit, but um, what I would say um, to everyone is you're loved. You're loved. I'll stop. Never doubt it. I love that. That is also beautiful. All right, ma'am. Thank you very much. Where can they find you? What do you have going on? Thank you. Um, you. I'm right here on Instagram. You see me. So power.place.purpose. I'm always going to try to share some information and some support here. Uh, if you want to work with me, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do that in person. Uh, I'm local um, in the States in Virginia, but I also do that online. So wherever you are, I can help you. You can find me through my bio on Instagram or just go to my website, uh, power dot, excuse me, powerplacepurpose.com. Um, I also write there, I try to blog. And so you can kind of find some backup info and some support through that. And that's where people can find me. Perfect. And yeah. I will make sure to link everything in the description. Um, well, your Instagram, and then you can just tap to there, tap to your, your website and everything, put your link in bio there. Yeah. Um, thank you. Shannon, thank we'll be back. You. Like I have said multiple times throughout this conversation, she is no stranger to Shadow Where Someone Told Me. So we do have Lucky lots of other me. episodes. Lucky so me. please do make sure to check those out if you enjoyed our conversation today. If this helped you, please, please, please do share it with someone that yeah. you feel would also benefit from learning some shit that we wish someone had told us about um, the acceptable feelings. And yeah, help them out as well. So that is what we have for you. Uh, thank you for your time. If you are someone who is, you know, wanting to learn more about this feelings work, like Shannon said, you can get her um, self-love journal. And also if you are looking more to learn about self-discovery, I have a free mini series also with the workbook that walks you through creating a self system as to why the self-help hasn't helped you. And so you can find that at the link in my bio, or you can just type in when self-help isn't helping.com and find it there all spelled out. Um, but yeah, it's also linked to my bio if that's easier. And on Monday, we're actually going to be, like I said, talking about self-discovery. I'm going to be doing a solo episode where I introduce a new content structure that is going to be the structure moving forward. We're going to be spoiler alert, focusing on a specific focus each month. And so that way we're going to be able to provide you different views of the same focus um, to really, really support great. you. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. I did the first episode earlier this week. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited about it because I feel that this is going to help you really streamline 
and really become intentional with this type of work instead of listening to like a podcast here about, you know, boundaries and a podcast there about relationships while valid, while, while valuable, there's more value with the consistency and like being able to see the full picture. And so that's Mm -hmm. what we're going to be doing here with should I wish moving forward. I hope that you will join us. And like I said, that new episode will be coming out next Monday, this Monday, excuse me. Um, and that'll be available at 8am wherever you like to listen. So yeah. Yay. 8 a.m. Eastern. So thank you so much for being here. It is always a pleasure. I hope you have an amazing Friday. Of course you do too. Thank you very much. Thank you everyone for listening and watching and being here with us and giving us your time and starting your morning with us. I hope that it's been as much of a pleasure for you as it has been for us. Well said, everyone have a good day. Love yourself today. Yes. Bye. Thank you. Bye.